Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life. Hi and welcome to this episode 104 of Essential Skills of NLP with me, your host Phil Parker. Today I'm continuing to describe what to do if you find someone with depression or if you find you're experiencing those kind of feelings yourself. Welcome to part two. Hi, I'm Phil Parker. Welcome to the second episode on how to look at helping people through depressive or bleak times. In the, in the first episode I talked about uh, this whole idea that depression is something uh, that is either a neurochemical or it's the pathways that we're using and actually it's both pathways we trigger the ways we think about things will change our chemistry which will change the pathways that we run so we get into one of these classic vicious circles that spirals and spirals out of control so anything we can do to stop that would be really really useful in the first episode i also talked about how when people get into depression, they focus on the past in a very particular way, seeing it in a kind of rosy way, often uh, inappropriately or, or unrealistically, you know, making things better than they were, and now we don't have them. And they focus on the future in a very negative and often bleak or empty way, a flat way. And who wants that? You know, uh, If you're English, you'll know what an English summer can be like. This year it's been great, but it can be like days and days and days and weeks and weeks and weeks of just grey skies. If that's what your, your mind feels like your life is going to be like, it's not very empowering. And it doesn't make you feel like you want to get up and do anything. So I said I'd talk about some of the language patterns. Now, language patterns are a really good indicator of what's going on in someone's head. If you can listen to the way that people talk, it gives you real insight into what is going on in their head. How are they viewing the world? And I was talking about this friend of mine, and one of the things that's so obvious to hear that he can't hear himself, is a use of something called universal quantifiers. So linguistically, these are things where something is stated as happening all the time, or everybody does this. So words to watch out for are all, every, never, nothing. Those kind of absolute words that say, this happens in totality, this happens all the time with all people in all situations. What's interesting is that these little words, um, like all and every, very, very, very powerful. Uh, you'll hear them in uh, bigotry and racism. So all fill in your you know, racial stereotype. All black people are, all white people are, all women are something, usually something derogatory. And this all statement, this generalization, this absoluteness is rarely true. It's rarely true that all uh, white people, all women, all dogs are whatever they are. But we start to believe it's true. The other interesting thing is that quite often the all will be deleted. So you just go, women are, men are. And that little all gets deleted. What we need to do is think, okay, is what they've just said accurate? So with depression, the kind of conjurings up of the future use these words so you'll hear stuff like there's nothing in my future nothing is one of these universal quantifiers one of these absolutes nothing in their future of course there's going to be stuff in the future there'll be trees there'll be birds there'll be air there'll be days there'll be hours there'll be loads of things but the way they're seeing it is nothing uh, everybody 
I care about won't be there anymore. Again, an absolute phrase. Everybody, you know, maybe he has lost his relationship, but that's not everybody. I will never be happy again. I'll never be happy again. Uh, nothing ever turns out right for me. This always happens. Can you hear these words coming up again and again and again? Talking about the future. The problem is, there are some things that are really convincing. TV adverts are pretty convincing. Doctors are quite convincing. Politicians occasionally are convincing. Uh, research can be very convincing. Parents can be very convincing. But the most convincing person in the world to you is you, what you think in your head. So if you start to say statements like this, nothing ever goes right, always turns out this way, there's no point, there's no good, there's nothing good in my future. This is very, very, very convincing and therefore very damaging. So what is the solution? What's well, interesting, the solution is twofold. If you hear someone who's doing this, you may hear someone who's doing it, a very gentle and light-hearted way to do this is to repeat the phrase to them with a little question mark at the end of it. So somebody goes, there's nothing in my future. You go, what? Nothing? A little question mark and a bit of lightheartedness. And what they'll do is they'll have to listen to that question and go, well, not nothing. You know, obviously there are going to be some things. There's going to be, there's going to be, uh, you know, some people, but, but no good things will ever happen. Well, no good things at all, nothing at all. And they'll go, well, some, yeah. and what you're doing slowly there is helping them to realize that this blanket statement about their future is not accurate. And just by doing that, they start to peel back the curtain and see that actually there is some good stuff there. Now you have to do this carefully because what you're fundamentally doing is saying, what you just said there is not accurate. So it has to be delivered very lightly and there's a limit to how many times you can say it because otherwise it sounds like you're conflicting. So if they go, nothing's ever good in my life, and you go, well, nothing. And they go, well, some things are, but basically everything, everything's a mess. Well, everything's a mess. And they go, you keep on challenging me on this. It could start to become a bit annoying, but having some of these skills is really, really useful. Also, the second place I said it's useful is in your internal conversations. Really notice when you are saying these. Then this doesn't just apply for depression or feeling flat about the future. We can use this in all sorts of situations. Uh, we can go, every time I try and do this, something goes wrong. Every time? Just ask yourself, every time? Is that true? Is that accurate? Every time? Um, uh, nobody ever wants to go out with me. What, nobody? Is that, is that true? I'm never going to find anyone who wants to spend time with me. Never. Uh, I'm never going to heal from this completely. Never. Because what we're doing there is predicting the future. And can we predict the future? The question to ask if someone can predict the future is, if somebody is making statements like this that suggest they can predict the future, then there's one question you need to ask them, which is, what? It is, what are the winning lottery numbers for next Friday? That's the question you want to ask if they're that good at predicting the future. But interestingly, they don't seem to be very good at predicting those kind of futures. They're only very good at predicting their future. Problem is, of course, if you predict your future in that way, you start to live into it. And so it starts to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So check in with yourself. 
Are you using these universal quantifiers, these absolute statements, all, every, never, always, nothing? Check them out. If you are, just challenge them in yourself. And you can challenge yourself in a more uh, specific and consistent way by just going, everything, come on, Phil, that's nonsense. And what that will do is shake you out of this worldview where everything is this certain way. And that is really important because we get stuck in these personal maps of reality where we think the world is a certain way and actually we need to break free of those because those are the real prisons so enjoy breaking free if you could help someone today by just gently and kindly raising their eyebrow and questioning what never uh, in a kind of slightly confused way and see what happens as they start to realize that their version of reality isn't really working for them. And there are many, many other ways of seeing reality that could be more useful. Have a good time trying that out. I'll see you guys later. Bye. If you like these podcast series, then I think you'd really love finding out more about how we can work together. Best things you can do, get hold of the other podcasts on iTunes or get some of my extraordinary books, which as I say, if you like these podcasts, they're very, very similar, life-changing, fascinating ways of looking at the world and the ultimate thing you could do hey come and train with me i'd love to meet you in person let us know drop us an email phil at philparker.org or go to the website philparker.org sign up for the newsletters there you'll get instant access to some of my latest audio downloads and those downloads contain the latest research techniques and tools to change your life and improve your health so just register to get those right now And I look forward to hanging out with you in person in the very near future. You take care now. Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life. Welcome to episode 104 of Essential Skills of NLP with your host, me, Phil Parker.